Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Let's Talk Events podcast. I'm Morgan, your host, and today we have a very special guest here with us. Her name is Kara Wilson, and I'm very excited to have her here. And uh, she's actually a nutritionist. And today we're going to be talking about some very awesome topics about health and your well-being and also specifically with the wedding and if you're planning a wedding. So Kara, do you want to kind of tell everybody and introduce yourself and kind of what you do and your background and all of that? Yes, of course. So um, I'm excited to be here. I am a dietitian and certified personal trainer. I work um, mainly with nurses, but so much of what I do working with nurses can apply to anyone who has a busy lifestyle, basically. So if you are in the process, especially of wedding, wedding planning, uh, all this information that I teach my nurses is probably applicable to you too. If you have long days, long hours, uh, you're on the go. That is like really what I specialize in uh, with my nutrition coaching. So uh, I've been doing this about four, four and a half years and absolutely love it. I just love helping people find balance with food and how they feel in their body so that it doesn't have to be an extra stressor in their already stressful life. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that is such a helpful thing just in life in general and finding that balance but especially with those stressful times I mean everybody is stressed a little bit in one way or another no matter what job you have or what's going on right (laughs) yep exactly so that is awesome well thank you so much for being here I'm so excited about what we're going to kind of talk about today today we're kind of like I mentioned before we're already kind of talking about how you can kind of balance and have that healthy, um, you know, um, relationship with food and, you know, an active lifestyle while you're planning your wedding. And then also just maybe some tools in general to help you with throughout life, of course. So uh, I I guess I'll just say a little bit about what uh, brought this topic <laughs> to the forefront of my mind. Uh I had been hearing some comments at some weddings I had done um, directly towards the bride. And um, I just thought, wow, this is so, uh, it's a, it's really important to be careful about what we say. So mm-hmm. I also just want to say really quick that a lot of the uh, pressure, I guess, around this is focused on women more so than men not not to say that it's not directed at men sometimes but I think definitely women get a lot more of the pressure would you agree with that yeah I think so I would agree with that just like even even in uh my own wedding which was almost what is next week six years ago next week um yeah there was just like so much talk around like my like people making comments on my body and what I ate leading up to the wedding uh and I don't think my husband got any of that so (laughs) just in my experience I would agree (laughs) yes yeah and and not to say that 
you know, we don't want to look good on our wedding day. Of course you do. You know, it's right. a very special day and you want to look your best, of course. And I think that you already put a lot of pressure on yourself like you like we all do, I'm sure. Uh, it just I'm just not sure, you know, if other comments are really super helpful or not, you know, so. Great. All right. So I found this quote It was actually from Zola, which is a wedding website that people can use. Um, and it says uh, the study found that 75 percent of brides polled intended to exercise more and follow a healthy eating plan prior to their wedding day and 35% planned to cut out fat or carbs from their diet entirely before their wedding day. Do you, what do you think about this? What are your thoughts? I guess my first thought was like, wow, in shock. And then my second thought was like, no, I'm not shocked at all, actually. Um, unfortunately, yeah. because it's just, uh, 75%. That is, that is a lot. And then 35% cutting out whole entire food groups, whole entire nutrients from their diet. Um, probably because of the pressure to look or, you know, feel or appear a certain way for your wedding day. And, um, like I said in the beginning, that like that shouldn't be your focus at that time. It doesn't have to be, you know? So I hope they're focusing more on like family and like the time they're spending with them and getting really excited about their wedding and like maybe what kind of travels and honeymoon they're gonna go on. Um and the more like exciting things about a wedding than, you know, what they're eating and like maybe I'm not happy with my body and things like that. Like those not so positive thoughts leading up to what's supposed to be a really, really happy and exciting day. Yeah. And I guess, like you mentioned earlier, cutting out whole food groups like fats and uh -huh. carbs, uh, our body does need that, right? They need those things to survive um, in one way or another, right? So <laughs> it's probably not the best idea to be too focused on cutting things out like this. so mm. i i guess i'll also just ask the the big question right now what what are your feelings on diets in general yeah um so kind of leading into like we're doing all these things to like in this situation we're doing all these things to like cut out and like decrease calories and all that before the wedding day and I think any kind of diet for any period of time we forget about okay so what after what about after the wedding day what about after you do this diet for 30 days and like diets are typically intended to be done for a certain period of time but we're not thinking about what happens after and then like that's where we get into trouble because then, you know, maybe you, you were really successful on a certain diet, you lost weight, you build, mu you like were able to build some muscle or whatever your goal for doing that diet was, you actually made progress on it. And that's great. But then like, there's no manual for what you do on day one post diet. And then that's where we start gaining the weight back or, you know, kind of our results go in the opposite direction. And we feel like all that hard work and all I did was gain the weight back or, you know, again, whatever your goal was. For doing that diet and so that is where i think diets really can like get us into trouble is they're not sustainable 
And yeah. I'm all about like finding balance with food. And you can't find balance when you're constantly on a diet, off a diet, on a diet, off a diet, feeling like you should be on one because of whatever pressures or whatever goals you have you want to reach. Um, so that's my, in a very like brief synopsis, how I feel about diets. I think we need more of the uh, sustainable long-term plan to go along with it versus just focusing on, okay, what's happening over the next 30, 60, 90 days of this diet. That's such a great point that you brought up. What do you do after the diet is done? Is it mm -hmm. you're just on the diet forever and it never ends? Like that, that to me sounds very daunting. Like, I don't know yeah. if I can do that, <laughs> you know, like, and so you're right. It kind of puts you in a headspace of, okay, this is going to be good for a while, but what next? And, and then it, you know, a lot of times people will end the diet and then not know wh what do I do now? What, what are, you know, right. how do I move forward? Do I just go back to my old habits? Do I go back to the diet? And then it kind of creates this crazy spiral. I'm sure that don't know what to do. So I, I like your thoughts about balance because I think that is so important and so much more sustainable to live mm -hmm. that healthy balanced life without being super restrictive so right uh uh so particularly with wedding days or preparing for weddings specifically with diets what are some of the the worries about that specifically like yeah what are like already diets are can be hard but like specifically around dieting for wedding day what are some of the issues that could come up with that? Yeah, I mean, I think like a couple big ones come to mind. One being that we're like usually the intention for a diet leading up to a wedding day is to like fit in a dress, be a certain size, look a certain way. And that like when we have those goals, again, we're kind of not thinking about what happens after. So like we reach that dress size, we reach like that look or that number on the scale and then what happens after that and we're not like let's say we cut out carbohydrates like you mentioned leading up to the wedding day um then at your wedding you eat carbohydrates you're enjoying you're drinking alcohol the next day let's say and then you're gonna step on the scale like a week after your wedding be like oh my gosh it's five or ten pounds up which all that is is just like water weight um, your body's probably holding on to some extra like salt, those carbohydrates. It's not true like fat gain or weight gain. However, it's going to feel really not so great um, after that. So uh, my advice would be to not cut out those entire food groups um, leading up because it's going to make you feel worse in the long run. Um, <laughs> another, yeah, another thing that comes to mind is that like you need so much energy on your wedding day. You're kind of like on show for everyone. You're the star of the show. Um, it's a long, long day. Um, you need energy. And so it's kind of like fueling up for, um, I always talk about like sports and an athletic event. Like it's kind of like fueling up for that event. So just making sure your wedding day is a really long day um, and you are using a lot of energy just to like be up out and about you're kind of like 
on show for everybody as the star of the show. And so you need, um, I like to relate it to kind of like a sporting event, things like that, uh, working in like fitness and athletics, that sort of thing. You need kind of those fuels to store up for the actual day of. So if we're cutting out or dieting, even if it's a week up until the wedding or it's like a month up until the wedding, six months, we actually need some like extra stores, that sort of thing to have energy for the big day. So you don't want to end your wedding day feeling just completely like you're going to be tired anyways, normally, uh, but you should be like a very happy, satisfied, fulfilled, tired um, rather than completely drained and just dragged out um, because you didn't have enough energy uh, coming from like carbohydrates and just enough food in general to get you through that long day. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. And I think too, another worry that I have about dieting around a wedding day is uh, some some people feel like, okay, I'm going to get to this specific size or this specific dress size, or something like that. And I hope, I really hope that people maybe don't do this because it worries me that, you know, you come to the really close to the wedding day and maybe it didn't go like you planned and we're not quite down to that size yet. Yeah. And so now you have a dress that doesn't fit and it can't be sized up it's easier to size down and so that that adds a stress to it right and i think it it's so much better to just go in thinking like this is my body i love my body and i want to find something that makes me feel good in in my own skin and if i do lose weight they can you know alter that in that's great but try not to it does that make sense like i i worry about that because it would be so disappointing no i do not love when clients are like oh i i ordered like two sizes smaller because i'm gonna try and lose weight in the next eight months before my dress is ready and then i i have yet to have somebody go and pick up a wedding dress when they set that goal and it actually fits how it's supposed to and then it's not your fault that it doesn't fit, but it sure feels like it because you're like, I failed. I was trying to get to this goal and I failed. And now you feel even worse than if you had just like picked the size and gone with it. And like, you know, you'll feel comfortable and great in this beautiful dress that you're supposed to feel amazing in versus, well, now it's my body. That's the problem, not the dress. And that is just, mm -hmm. it's not the way you want to feel. No. And that really puts that pressure on you on yourself and on your mental well-being that you're just you're like you said you're blaming yourself and really yeah you shouldn't be it, your body is great you know it's it's the dress that doesn't fit you know so yeah. uh yes all right so I know you're all about balance do you have any suggestions that you like to tell your clients about finding that healthy balance within a busy, you know, busy life or within wedding planning, even though it can be really stressful and life is busy, what are some of your like biggest tips you would say? Yeah, I think something in that really busy time that helps is quality over quantity. So instead of changing 
like 10 different habits you have. We're going to cut out this and we're going to run every day and we're going to like go to the gym and we're going to drink a gallon of water a day. Like we're going to do all these things and it's a complete overhaul of what your current habits are. Instead, let's focus on like two really impactful habits that are actually going to make a difference. So it's like that quality over quantity. So some of those things can be um, maybe you're somebody who like skips breakfast and you eat like one big meal a day and maybe a couple snacks. Let's add breakfast in. It sounds mm. like, oh, you know, maybe I'm not a breakfast person, that sort of thing. Eating breakfast within like an hour, I would say no longer than like an hour and a half of waking up can have huge great effects on your metabolism and then it's going to help you so much more in the long run um with that kind of caveat to all of these like all this advice would be start this months in advance because with the there's no short-term diet that's going to happen in a month or a week that is going to be sustainable or make you feel good so like let's start these six to eight months in, in advance. It goes along with your whole wedding prep, right? Like you're planning a wedding for a while, most people I would say. And so um, tie it into your whole wedding prep and pick like two habits that are going to make a huge impact versus like 10 different things that you need to change during this already stressful time. So like I said, adding in breakfast or it could be like adding in an extra serving of vegetables during the day that can be at lunch or dinner. Like you throw a handful, you like knock two out at once and throw like a handful of veggies into your omelet when you start eating breakfast in the morning um and those small changes are going to really make a huge impact down the road it just takes some time so like try to <laughs> try to remember that too there's really no unfortunately it makes my job so much harder but there is no quick fix um there just isn't one out there because it's not sustainable um so yeah i would say focus on that quality over quantity when it comes to changing your habits um, and then also trying to focus on progress over perfection. And you've probably heard this before. It might sound a little cliche, but we cannot be perfect at everything, at wedding planning, at your job, at your relationship, at your food, at your relationship with your body and food, um, keeping up with social events. There's just too many things. So let's focus on what's going to make us uh, move forward today. And then at the end of each day or each week, I love to do kind of a review with my clients of like, what are one or two things that went really well this week? Like, let's pick mm -hmm. out the wins because it's so easy for us. I don't know why as like humans, um, I feel like women, especially, um, we like to look at our failures for some reason and our shortcomings and like really hone in on those things. And it's like, yeah. when was the last time you celebrated like something that you, even if it seems so small, like I drank water today, like that's a huge thing that it's an accomplishment and let's celebrate it so that we can focus on we are making progress versus like this went wrong and I didn't do this and I'm not making any progress. So I'm just going to like either throw in the towel or I'm going to go like really restrictive and start cutting things out. So yeah, start like let's start celebrating ourselves. Yes, we are so hard on ourselves all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that you do that. I think that's so smart to again with sometimes gets mixed in with diets is oh I didn't check this box today I didn't fully fulfill my you know diet today and uh -huh. it, it brings you into that negative thought process that negative mentality beating up on yourself 
instead and you're looking at it as hey what did you do right today what did you do right this week what did you do for your body you know even just those small wins can help you so much and have that better relationship with your own body I like that a lot those are really great tips I'm definitely going to use that for myself I think uh, I know. I need to like take my own advice too <laughs> more often. I know. I know. It, it, and I guess I'm thinking too, like, like sometimes it gets busy and I know I do this, like it gets really busy and you eat out three times in one week or three times in a day sometimes. And I'm just, and I beat up the first thing I do is I beat up on myself and I say, why did you do that? That was not healthy. That was not good for your body, you know, but instead it's like, maybe we'll just do better tomorrow. I'm going to cook dinner tomorrow. I'm going to, you know, something like that. But, and I, I know everybody struggles with that too, with, with busy lives. So yeah, let's say there is someone who really, really wants to lose weight. They really want to do that before the wedding day. That is really important to them to lose whatever x amount of weight what what are some healthy things that you would suggest to maybe help them lose a little bit of weight but do it in a in a good positive way Mm -hmm. yeah that's a great question so my first I'm gonna give like a first kind of set of things to do that are not actually food related and then We'll dive into the more like tangible food things. So the first things I recommend are sleep and managing stress, which are probably two. They probably sound really like difficult to do when you're in the middle. You have a busy life in the middle of wedding planning, all that good stuff. Um, Our bodies, our hormones, our metabolism are so linked to stress and sleep. And basically our body wants to feel really safe and comfortable before it starts shedding like from fat stores basically to lose weight so if we're in this constant like survival mode and we have to just go 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 and we're not taking a moment to manage that stress and like really balance our hormones through managing stress through sleeping while we sleep we are like repairing and resting we need to focus on those two things first so really get down to the nitty-gritty of like seven hours is the minimum seven to eight hours of sleep a night um and then when it comes to stress like do something for you take time for you even if it is five minutes to take a few deep breaths when you wake up or before you go to sleep um whether that is like to journal things out sometimes it's better if we just like get the thoughts out of our head and onto paper and then you can crumple it up and throw it away it doesn't matter you're doing it for yourself um so really focus on those two things first if your goal is weight loss um when it comes to the actual like nutrition side of things um i will reiterate again it is like the the uh soapbox i will always stand on but uh eating breakfast never skipping breakfast Um, we've got to have that in there it just sets your whole day moving forward up for success it is kind of that like snowball effect we get things going in a really positive way first thing in the day versus trying to play catch up later in the day Um, our bodies are super smart and they know our body knows how much calories and energy it really needs so if we don't get enough energy throughout the day if you're somebody who struggles with like cravings at night 
especially like sweets cravings, that sort of thing, it's probably because you're not eating enough earlier in the day and like throughout the day. So let's start with breakfast and make sure we're eating that within like one to two hours of waking up. That mm -hmm. would be my first thing. Um, second thing would be to look at what those meals are made up of to eat enough throughout the day. So like our three main components would be uh, protein, so your meats, your beans, your fish, your tofu, um, high fiber carbohydrates. So we're talking about like brown rice, um, sweet potatoes, uh, whole grains, whole wheat bread, whole wheat pasta. Um, again, beans are also in that category. And then non-starchy veggies. So that's like all of your vegetables um, except for like beans, pea, or I'm sorry, potatoes, peas, and corn um, would be your high fiber carbohydrates category. So protein, high fiber carbohydrates, and non-starchy veggies. If we have three, all three of those components on a plate, it's very balanced. It gives you energy, not only quick energy in the moment, but also sustainable energy for the rest of the day. It helps balance out lots of different like digestive hormones we have, mood hormones. If you're somebody who gets like hangry, we need all of those components in there. So, um, that would be another super, super important component to have is like not only eating three balanced meals a day or three meals a day, we're making them balanced meals as well uh, with those main like food groups, basically. Um, and then the last part I would say on the nutrition side of things would be to not forget fun foods. So that's mm -hmm. when diets become really restrictive is when we don't have fun foods. We don't always want to eat like chicken and brown rice and veggies or you know like ground beef on like a taco salad sounds great but like let's also add in some fun foods we don't want to leave out i love ice cream french fries cookies brownies like all the great stuff that we love um of course with everything in life there's moderation i don't know a dietitian out there who would like not preach moderation with anything um but there's no need to cut things out it's just really being intentional going into eating that fun food just like we're intentional about building balanced plates with those three components we need to be intentional about like am i going to eat ice cream out of the tub or am i going to like scoop some into a bowl eat it enjoy it and feel really satisfied um and maybe have a goal for that if that's something you really struggle with like every single night you crave ice cream again let's look at what you're eating earlier in the day to see if that's causing it um and then you might notice you're having those cravings less and less as you build balanced meals um, and set a goal and intention. Like I said, for yourself, do you want to try and have ice cream two nights a week after dinner versus you're having it every single day? Whatever it may be, it's like really individual to everybody, but we want to make sure we're not like completely depriving and restricting ourselves from foods we truly enjoy because that is a huge part of just satisfaction and like quality of life and balance, of course, is we want to make sure we can eat any food we want. It's just eating it in moderation with intention. Absolutely. Yeah, I I always like to remember moderation. I think that's something that, you know, is super important to remember. And, you know, cutting anything out is really difficult and in a whole, you know, like I will never eat French fries again. I can't even imagine how I would feel I if I said that. Uh, I would probably cry. <laughs> I I love me some French fries. They're so good. Uh, and same with like ice cream and treats. I have a big sweet tooth, so it's hard 
it makes you want it more when you say I can't have it anymore you know that's how I feel sometimes um but yeah I I love all of that I love all of what you said I think those are some really great tips on how to go about that and I think it's funny that you mentioned hangry because I definitely experienced that at times so I can definitely relate I am a food person I like to have my my food and my snacks so uh, I can definitely tell when I'm I'm ready to eat. Uh, so I mean, definitely just taking care of yourself and listening to yourself. <laughs> I'm glad you are too. <laughs> yep. Let's see. Okay. Let's see here. So, is it going kind of going back a little bit to comments about our bodies? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it's ever a good idea to comment on somebody's body, even if it's like, you look beautiful, you look so skinny, you look so, I, I you look like you've been working out. I don't know. Do you think it's ever a good idea? I do not. I kind of categorize it into like, you know, it's like, don't talk about like religion, politics, like that kind of stuff. Like we don't need to talk about other people's bodies either it's none of your business (laughs) even if I truly do believe that like most body comments or comments on people's foods are like good intended I don't think anybody for the most part like when you make a what what is supposed to be a compliment of you look great or have you lost weight lately or you look so skinny um you must be wor- you know like you must be losing weight have you lost weight i think they come with good intentions and people think they're giving a compliment but you don't know where that person's at that you're giving that compliment to or that comment to with their relationship with food or with their relationship with their body so you saying like oh have you lost weight lately you look so good and maybe they haven't lost weight and they're like oh so maybe I need to lose weight and I'll look better Hmm. and then they start restricting and it like they weren't they were happy with their body in the first place but then the minute somebody comments on it it really brings it to their attention that maybe I need to do something about my body or um about the way I eat something like that and so Although comments are probably well intended most of the time, it's really not a great idea to make those kind of comments to anybody. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think that majority of comments are definitely well intended and they're and they're supposed to be taken as a a compliment or, you know, a nice thing. However, I love that you mentioned you never know where that person's headspace is and what that's going to do to them going forward. And I think that is something that we have to at least think twice about before we say those comments or, you know, is this going to make them feel a certain way? Uh, kind of around wedding day, I uh, shared some stories the other day about what I was witnessing and I had someone message me and say that on their wedding day they had a a no body comment rule Mm. for everyone so the the bridesmaids the moms everyone could not like say anything it was just you know and she said it made it a really positive experience 
and everybody felt good about themselves and there was no negative talk there was no worry there was no nothing it was just we all look great everything's great <laughs> and it. I thought that was so incredible I think that's such a great uh example I think that's such a good idea so yeah I haven't heard that before but I love it and even on what was I gonna say even with oh even comments about ourselves mm. you know like oh I I I don't feel great in the stress. I'm like, oh, I, I look so gross today or I'm gross for eating this. I hear a lot like working with nurses and like talking and like chatter in the break room. They're always like, oh, I'm so gross for eating this donut. No, you're not. You're not gross for eating anything. No. Um, and then you make that comment about yourself out loud. You think it's not hurting anyone. I'm talking about myself. But if you're gross for eating that donut, then maybe I should be gross for eating that donut. And now yeah. I'm going to regret it. So, yeah, it's just comments. Well, anyone even yourself it's just it's not helpful usually even if it's well intended I like that you bring that up because I I know I've done that in the past of someone saying like I'm not gonna eat that like you said I'm not gonna eat that donut because that's gonna make me feel better that's gonna make me feel a certain way or look a certain way or gain 10 pounds or it's all gonna go to my hips or whatever (laughs) you know and uh and then I think oh I probably shouldn't eat that then I know I've done that definitely in the past so but really it's just you know it's you shouldn't be taking it that way it's not a punishment we don't have to be punished for eating food we have to eat food you know so (laughs) so let's talk a little bit more about balance um do you have any suggestions when it comes to, I know we've talked a lot about nutrition. What about uh, living like an active lifestyle? Do you have any suggestions with maybe staying active even when you're busy and you don't feel like you can get to the gym for an hour yeah. every day? What are some things that we can do to kind of still stay active? Yeah, that's a great question because it is it gets so challenging when you are really busy and the day to day, the weekday just gets really bogged down. So um, one thing that is super helpful that I think we overlook is that and it can sound like I feel like it's talked about a lot, like your step count and get your steps in and that sort of thing. But really just moving around, being active, like doing the dishes, going grocery shopping, cleaning your house. um, taking the trash out to the curb like whatever it may be the, those small movements throughout the day really do add up um and they add up even more if you have like a sedentary job and you're sitting at a desk too a lot um so it can be really helpful to make sure you're getting those steps in throughout the day don't overlook those things um just kind of try to be intentional about like oh i haven't like stood up and walked around in like four hours like let's go do a couple laps around the house or whatever it may be, wherever you're, you are at work, um, grocery shopping in the parking lot, the whole taking the stairs versus the elevator thing. Like those little things do truly add up. Um, no, something else I would recommend is like early in the week. So whether you, you know, kind of see yourself starting a week on like Sunday or Monday, whatever, whatever day you kind of start your week, um, plan out your workouts um your workouts your gym time your walks whatever you like to do for physical activity plan it out for the week so like on Tuesday I'm gonna go to the gym 
four from like four to four forty five. And that's what that's like my workout time. Um, and Friday, I'm going to go for a run from like seven to eight a.m. And that's what I'm going to do. Um, whatever it is, schedule it into your calendar. We're just more likely to actually do it versus having a very like loose plan of I'm going to work out three days this week. It usually doesn't happen if we're not super specific with like what we're doing, when we're doing it and at what time. Um, and this will just kind of help us get into more of a routine uh, and have it be just part of your day versus like trying to wing it every week and like I'm going to start working out this week and I'm going to try to get to the gym this week. It just leaves it so vague that our brain doesn't really care to stay accountable to it when it's so loose. Yeah, that's a really good suggestion. I think that's so important. And I think that a lot of us say like we're going to work out, but when are we actually fitting that in, you know, to our yeah our day to day so that's a really really good suggestion obviously we can't always control what people are saying to us and those comments are going to happen and uh-huh. you know definitely if they haven't already happened to you before what would you say is something important that we should remember if those comments are said to us to keep ourselves in a good headspace and try as hard as it is, try not to take it very internally and and take it so hard, I guess. What, what would you say to do with that? Yeah, so a couple of things there. One of the biggest things, and this goes along with like scheduling your workouts in and staying committed to them and like coming up with one to two really quality impactful habits and then sticking to them consistently is building self-trust and like when we build that self-trust we build confidence so even if somebody is like oh you know what would really like giving you unsolicited advice you know what would really help you tone up for your wedding is going to the gym more and you're like well I already go to the gym three days a week like you kind of start thinking but you can feel really confident Basically, you want to like build up to a point where like these comments don't shake you because like you said, you're going to get them eventually. Like it is just human nature and not everybody is like, you know, that perceptive to like not making these comments or respecting that boundary when you're like, please do not make comments on my body or my food. So, hey, guys, I'm just going to cut in here real quick. So we had a few technical difficulties right here. So that's why the audio is going to sound a little bit different. We just switched to a phone call. Just wanted to give you a heads up. Thanks for listening. How can we take them and have it not really affect us to the point where, you know, we take it so strongly? Yeah, like you said, we're going to, we're like, probably going to if we haven't already get those comments so it's not so much about like we we can only control ourselves right and how we handle those situations so something really big that we can do that takes time it's not an overnight thing but is build our confidence and you're like how do we do that well one of the really big ways that we can build our confidence in like who we are and how we feel about our bodies um, and the habits we have is by, I mentioned like scheduling your workouts into a calendar and like picking habits and sticking to them consistently. So we need to build that self-trust. So like, let's say you schedule your workout for four o'clock on a Tuesday, you have to treat that, 
appointment, like a doctor's appointment, like a commitment you made to a friend, like a family member. Like we are no different in, you know, committing to ourselves. But I mean, it, it is a lot easier, at least in my experience. I am so good at like, oh, I would never like miss something that I promised a friend I would do versus I could be like, ah, I'll do my workout tomorrow. It'll be fine um, when it comes to staying committed to ourselves. So just over time, building that consistency of our habits and like things we commit and the promises we make to ourselves, really sticking to holding true to those things to build that self-trust and that confidence there. Um, another thing we can do like in the moment, that's a little bit Sometimes we're difficult just because it's kind of uncomfortable to have the conversation sometimes when you're setting boundaries around anything, but it can be setting boundaries with that person. Um, like you mentioned at that wedding where it was like, we do not make body comments here and that's the boundary and we do not cross it. But sometimes like when you're in maybe a one-on-one conversation or even in a group and somebody makes a comment um, about your body that you may be like, not, not you don't even have to justify it not even you didn't receive it well or whatever it is you just don't want to hear or accept comments like that you if you feel comfortable depending on who it is or whatever um you could really set that boundary with like i don't appreciate you know comments being made about my body or um comments about like my body or your body are like off limits something like that so whatever feels good in whatever way for you but that is definitely something you can do as well and it it does get easier the more you do it the more you set keep that boundary again building trust um for yourself that you're building absolutely yeah that boundaries are definitely a good thing to put into place with many things and i think that's a definite good suggestion for sure uh another thing to kind of go along with uh a question i asked you earlier should should we be thinking about the scale and the number that's on the scale or a bmi i know that used to be a bigger deal um years ago uh is that something that we should be concerned about i and maybe to a certain point but what are your feelings on that well if you are trying to build body confidence and like feel good like the main goal when I work with someone usually they come to me and say like hey Kara I want to lose five pounds ten pounds and the main goal is weight loss to begin with but eventually as we work together and like we do put away the scale eventually and they're like you know what I don't care what number I am right now I feel amazing I have energy my clothes fit great I feel really confident I'm like rocking the swimsuit I've always wanted to rock this summer like whatever it is um it usually after working with someone for a while we end up just focusing on how you feel because that ends up being becoming the main goal um however from like a health like as a healthcare professional and health standpoint of course like weight does matter to a point it can tell us something about your health but it's definitely not everything. I wouldn't even say it's a big part of the big picture. It's just like, it's data. BMI and the weight on this, the number on the scale, those sorts of things. They're just data points to give us information. And we don't have to give it so much um, like credit, basically. And and BMI, like as much as like you said, it used to be a big thing. Unfortunately, people still sometimes look at it as such a big thing. 
Um, but the reason we, I don't, I personally don't like to focus on it too much. It is just a glimpse of what your height to weight ratio is. And that is all it tells us. So you're obviously so many more things than your height and weight. Um, that truly factor into what, you know, health predictors as well as like how you feel and, um, that sort of thing. So I personally prefer when I work with a client that we like, we put away the scale, we put away the measurements. If it's something that they struggle with, you know, if you stuck on the scale and you're two pounds up today, than you were yesterday, although that's very normal for almost everyone, just because their bodies fluctuate and change every day. Um, but if that's something that might kind of send you into like a spiral of negative thinking about yourself, your body, the way you eat, then let's put the scale away and not really think about it. So um, I would say it's way less important than the habits and the workouts and eating those balanced plates um, than anything else. Yeah, I like I like all of that. I think that is so important. And I do think that, you know, like you said, weight is important to a point, but yeah, it's really about how you feel. And, you know, do you feel good? Do you have energy? Do you, you know, are you active? Are you, you know, enjoying your life? Are you happy? You know, that all of those things are really a huge contribution into your overall health, of course. So and I also just wanted to bring up a little something uh, and kind of get your thoughts. So uh, I recommend to all of my clients, um, brides especially, to make sure to eat the morning of their wedding and to always have a good dinner the night before. And like you mentioned earlier uh, in the podcast, you know, it's definitely a good thing to have breakfast <laughs> that that sets you up for such a good day uh, and I even I help my clients create a timeline and I put that in the timeline for the day of whether it's you know a mom or a bridesmaid has chosen to pick up this certain food that I like or make sure you have some breakfast and I and I say that not only because it's it's good for you and you need that nutrition. But I say that too because typically there is a lot of alcohol surrounding a wedding <laughs> and it starts the night before and it goes all the way, sometimes for days. And uh, it really just isn't good for your stomach. It's not good for your energy, especially if you don't have that food in your belly. So, uh, I just think that is so important and I know that they want to party and definitely enjoy and do all the good things, but, uh, I mean, I hope you agree. I hope, I think, I would think you do that. It's definitely important to make sure you're eating around the wedding day too. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that you like schedule out in for them and make, I mean, it's just, it's so important. And then, yeah, like the alcohol is like usually days long and it's probably like more than you usually have maybe. Um, and you don't want to <laughs> leave your wedding like without really remembering soaking in every minute of it. And then the next day, Let's just be real. You do not want to have that hangover. And again, we helps 
Yeah. And not to mention, you know, wedding days are so long. They're a long day. And there's lots of energy that you need to be able to keep up that, you know, is smile and be happy and enjoy it. And you don't want to be feeling sick or bogged down or um, just even the next day, you don't want to not feel good. So um, definitely make sure you eat. It's so, so important. <laughs> yeah, I feel like otherwise, I mean, it, a wedding day can be a real like recipe for disaster for the next day between the alcohol and not eating enough, but you're super active, like you're dancing, it's a long day, probably didn't sleep much the nights leading up to it or the night of the night after. Like, it might take a bit to recover if you're not properly fueling yourself, building up that energy, building up those stores. We have touched on a lot today. Um, is there any other topics or anything else that we didn't cover that maybe you'd want to bring up? I mean, I think I just want to, you know, reiterate again that, um, you know, on on the fact that, like, let's let's all be a little bit nicer to ourselves, especially when it's supposed to be a really fun, exciting time. Um, let's focus on wins. Let's focus on progress. Um, because there are enough other things that are out of your control that are stressful in life. So like, let's, let's focus on what we can, um, you know, in the positive. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I just want to say too, that I, you know, my goal, and I'm sure your, your goal with everyone that you help as well is to make sure that, that whoever it is, whether it's a bride or a nurse or whoever, uh, that they're happy and they're comfortable in their body and they're able to, you know, celebrate it in the way that it should be celebrated. It's an amazing, amazing thing, these bodies we have, and they do a lot for us. And, uh, you know, like you said, be kind to yourself and, you know, we're all beautiful in our own skin and you definitely deserve, especially on your wedding day to feel beautiful and, I think that another, you know, a big thing that I just want to say is make sure you're surrounding yourself, especially on those days with, but definitely in life too, but on your wedding day as well, make sure you're surrounding yourself with people who make you feel good and make you feel yourself and so that you can enjoy it and you're not constantly worried about what they might say. Uh, I think that's really important. So well thank you so so much for doing this with me i really really appreciate it and i think you're just full of knowledge and wonderful and i know you're doing so much good in the world and i want to say real quick before we end um kara has an awesome website and instagram page that i'll be linking to make sure any of the listeners if they want to go check her page out definitely do she's awesome at posting and sharing helpful tips and if you are looking for even more help and maybe want to look more into the other services that Kara offers as well, she's definitely willing to do so. She does specialize with nurses, but she has informed me that she would love to help any brides or uh, especially with wedding days too. So anyone who's listening, definitely I'll, I'll share all of her information so they can go and check you out. So oh, well, there's nothing I want more like you said that like a bride to just feel absolutely amazing on your wedding day as you should and and every day beyond that it goes so far beyond that too 
Yes. Thank you so much again. I really appreciate it. And thank you to everyone who's listening and we'll see you next time. Bye.